0: Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool your host, Jamie The water's fine, come on in What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the NerdPool Podcast. I'm your host, it's me, it's me, it's the J-A-M-I-E, your 171st favorite podcast host and your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness and as always, I am the fat fool that loves Deadpool and that cannot be more appropriate than what we're going to start talking about today Is it's going to be a news heavy episode and that is the casting of your favorite telekinetic time traveling mutant cable has officially been announced. It is Josh Brolin. Yes, that's right. Thanos, the Mad Titan, Marvel's Big Bad, is going to be playing cable opposite Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool 2 Love Machine. That's just the working title. That's probably not what they're going to go with. That's just what they're going with now. But he's going to be playing opposite Ryan Reynolds and newcomer Zazie Beats. Uh, I think that's how I pronounce it. If I don't, I'm sorry for butchering your name. Who's going to be playing Domino? This is going to be a very interesting dynamic with Ryan Reynolds playing Wade Wilson, Deadpool being the fourth wall breaking, wisecracking, dirty mouthed assassin next to the straight laced, let's go forward, let's get the mission done, time traveling mutant Cable and the leader of X-Force and his right hand sidekick Domino, a mutant who controls luck and a Lust partner of Wade Wilson. Anybody who knows their dynamic knows that Domino is somebody that Deadpool lust after. He thinks she's very attractive. He tells her all the time. And I think this is going to be a great dynamic for these three to work together. Uh, excuse me. We have a new director for it as Tim Miller has dropped out. And stepped in has been David Leach. Leach Leach. Again, I'm probably butchering your name and I apologize if I am. Um, he's best known for stunt work, but his directing debut, he has did uh, the first John Wick movie, and if you've seen John Wick, you know how incredible it is, so that gives me a lot of faith in him being able to do this, as he apparently knows how to take an R-rated action movie and build a world around it to where it works so well. I'm really excited to see what his take on Deadpool is going to be, uh... Returning, we have TJ Miller is going to be Weasel. As everybody knows, him and Ryan Reynolds uh, back and forth in the first one was the stuff of legends. I mean, it, it, they work so well together, they feed off each other so well. And you've got to have Weasel as Deadpool's sidekick. Uh, Dope the our favorite taxi driver, is going to be returning in Deadpool 2. A s- breakout. A breakout star from the first one. Uh, a character that I don't think they expected to take off as it did, but it just worked so well. They're bringing him back. Uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Colossus are rumored for the movie. They might put them back in there. I, I don't know. Um, as far as I know, they're probably they're considering putting other X-Men into the movie. Basically, it's little cameos to kind of integrate it more into the X-Men universe and to lead us into an X-Force movie. With Deadpool and Cable and Domino. Uh, As far as I know right now, Miranda uh, Baccarin, who played Vanessa, is rumored for the movie, but she's not officially been announced to be in the movie. Uh, With Domino being in it, you have another love interest type for Deadpool you can play off of. And in the comic books, actually, uh, Vanessa is a mutant herself and copycat who takes the form of Deadpool, I mean not Deadpool, but a Domino when she finds out that Deadpool is actually lusting after Domino. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, They never mentioned any mutant powers for Vanessa in the first film. That could change easily, you know, you could write that into it easily without much of a problem, but they didn't allude to it. We're not even sure if she's going to come back. We'll just have to see how it goes. They start filming May 1st, um, and it's going to come out sometime in uh, 2018. More than likely, it'll be in February. another February release, as that worked well for Deadpool last time. Uh, there's not a lot of big movies that come out at that time, and it was a perfect stay before all the big ones hit. But speaking of Josh Brolin playing Thanos uh, excuse me uh, Cable that leads me into him playing Thanos and Marvel with the uh, Avengers movie the next to Avengers movie entitled Avengers Infinity War and then the fourth movie is untitled it was originally going to be Avengers Infinity War part 1 and part 2 they decided to invert that to one movie and they're going to use the fourth one as another uh, movie altogether they are shooting these back to back with the cast that they have built It's not really surprising, as right now, I believe it's rumored to have at least 39 heroes are going to be in this movie, um, which is a lot for these two. But they're they're spending $1 billion to film two movies. That's $500 million a piece. That is the most, I believe, that there's ever been spent on a feature-length film. Um, I know that a lot of that is going to go, at least probably a third of that is going to go to casting. Because you're going to have all the heroes we know and love, all these big name stars. Uh, We have Iron Man returning, Captain America's returning, Winter Soldier's returning, Black Panther, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk, Thor. You have Vision, Scarlet Witch, you have Spider-Man returning. You have every one of the Guardians of the Galaxy, Star-Lord, Rocket, Groot, um, Gamora, Drax, uh, Yondu, Mantis. You have every one of them. We're going to get Brie Larson. First appearance as Captain Marvel, which is rumored, it's not officially said, but it's pretty much everybody knows it's going to happen there. You're going to have uh, Doctor Strange, is going to be in there, Ant Man's going to be in there, and so many more. I mean, this is just a massive undertaking for Marvel. I have faith that Marvel can do it as they do it all the time anyway, but to have all of these actors in a uh, single. And a single movie at a single time, which is going to be two movies, but to have them each in the movie at a time is going to be a daunting task to make a story arc to give everybody their their own time on screen, their own parts to do in the whole movie, and then again to have the big bad, which is Thanos, to play against. Um, it's it's going to be amazing sight to see. I I fully see this breaking all kinds of. Uh, box office records that's what I really believe is going to happen I think it. you should look out Avatar because I believe this is going to take number one simply because of the just sheer massive, massiveness of what it is and the Russo brothers are directing this the Russo brothers did Captain America 3 they were actually TV directors who was referred by Josh Wheaton Josh Wheaton uh, did the first Avengers movie, the first and the second Avengers movie, and basically is kind of like the godfather of Marvel films. Um, no offense to Jon Favreau, who did the first Iron Man, who did an incredible job, but Josh Wheaton's kind of the guy that brought it all together, and it did so well with the franchise. And then after Avengers 2, he got a lot of backlash from certain fans, saying that he, uh, he made Black, ha- or Black Widow look... Look bad because she was a female and she had the Hulk saber, and it just it, it it hurt him to the fact that he he said he I'm done with comic book movies I'm not going to do anymore, but with another rumor coming out from DC and Warner Brothers, it is official that Josh Wheaton has signed on to do the Batgirl solo movie. Uh, this was a huge bombshell for them to drop because Marvel and DC have always had a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth of you release a trailer where I'm going to release a trailer. You release news where I release news. They always try to one-up each other. Uh, the most key noted is going to be when they release the um, Justice League trailer. They release Justice League and it's just it's just massive and getting all these hits. And then the in a couple of days, Marvel releases Spider-Man Homecoming trailer and it just shattered the internet and it blew... DC's out of the water. They do this back and forth. I think this is one big knockout punch that they're actually throwing. This is the first time DC has actually stepped up, and I think they've actually knocked Marvel down with this, simply because if you heard of my last podcast when I was saying that DC doesn't have a lot of people doing their comic their comic book movies that are comic book fans, this completely turns that on its head to where Josh Wheaton is an incredible artist. He's an incredible filmmaker and it's a, a, a great coup for them to get. Um, he does a great job telling a story and it's it's going to work well within the universe. I don't think this is going to be a drab uh, monotone universe with him doing it. He's more of an upbeat, colorful type and, and the Batman is going to be different. I don't expect him to go full colors, but I think he's going to give his own little take on the Character of Batwoman, which apparently I think they're going to be using the new 52 version of Batgirl with her not being in a wheelchair. Obviously, if she's going to be Batgirl, I don't think they're going to use her being a librarian. I don't really know how they're going to work this out. I don't know if she's already going to be Batgirl, if it's going to be more of an origin story. We'll find that out together. I'm really excited for this, which leads me to believe with the addition of this and the Gotham City Sirens movie being official, which is going to confirm was going to be a Harley Quinn, Catwoman, and Poison Ivy movie, as well as leading into a Nightwing movie that has just been announced. I think that DC might actually be setting up a Batman universe within Gotham and Bloodhaven and these places around. I think they're going to set up for a Batman, uh, Bat Family movie down the road, which would be an incredible cue. I think that they might be kind of, Drifting away a little bit from the d extended universe or not putting as much onto it simply because the we all know that Batman's going to sell, we all know Batman's going to make money, we all know Batman's going to be uh, the biggest seller and people are always going to go see it If Batman's attached to it and with all these movies, the Nightwing movie, the Gotham City Siren movie, the Batgirl movie, you can have Batman in this movie without oversaturating Batman, um, like it did in Suicide Squad and even Suicide Squad 2 when it comes out, but you can have Batman be in the movie as a cameo, have a speech, whatever, to where you're not, even just have Bruce Wayne to where you're not oversaturating Batman, but you're giving us Batman, and, and it's something that I think is going to work really well within the context of what they need it to be, um, this is going to lead to, again, I believe it's going to lead to a Bat-family film featuring Nightwing and Batman and Batgirl all together. And my only question for this is, A, with the Nightwing movie, is it going to be, are they going to do any kind of an origin with him being Robin, do flashbacks, or is it just going to be him as Nightwing completely, and they never mention it, because in this universe, uh, Batman's a little bit more grizzly. We know that uh, he doesn't have that Jason Todd at one point was alive, and because he has his suit hung up in the Batcave, so that shows us that he moved on from Dick Grace. So it shows us that Nightwing's already in effect. But excuse me, but are we going to get the origin, or are we going to get just flashbacks during the film? Um... Also, it leads us to believe: Is Batman going to have a new Robin? Will he have Robin, or is Robin done? Or they're not going to use Robin in this extended universe? Uh, I I don't really know how to go. I actually prefer. I I'd, I'd like to see Batman and Robin in this. I'd like to see a Robin in the uh, DC extended universe. But that's just worth thinking, because it's always Batman and Robin. We'll see how that ends up going. But my, uh, another question I have is, and what I believe, I believe that this move, this is going to lead to a Under the Red Hood type movie. Um, with all three of them fighting Red Hood, which turns out to be, spoiler alert, Jason Todd, who's alive, the Joker didn't kill him, he survived. I think that would be a great aspect. If they're going to make a Bat Family film, I think that would be a great way to to incorporate everything, is to have these three movies built. You have the standalone Batman, the Batgirl, and the Nightwing movie. You put them all together, and then you end up having one big Avengers-type movie with all of them, as they take uh, try to take out the Red Hood, who has basically started running roughshod over Gotham, uh, killing bad guys. They try to stop him. They find out that it's Jason Todd. You do the story arc there to where at the end of it, however it goes, at the end of that movie, Jason Todd is rehabilitated. He joins. So then you have Jason Todd as Red Hood. You have Bat, Nightwing, Batman, and Batgirl all within the same realm, the same family. I think it would work well. I think it would be an easy way for them to make money and to make a uh, Batman extended universe, basically, to where it's all, you bring us into Gotham, you're not oversaturating us with everything while they try to work out all their other Flash problems and Aquaman problems and Cyborg problems, which at this point, people, I'm pretty sure we're not getting a Cyborg movie. I honestly don't believe Cyborg can carry a movie on his own by himself. We'll see if they actually move forward with it. Um, I know that they're looking for diversity with that character. And with him being African American, I think they'll probably push it forward. But to me, I don't think Cyborg is a strong enough character to hold a movie by himself. I believe he needs to be on a part of an ensemble piece. He works better as that. We'll just have to see how that goes. And we'll see how they take it from there. The Flash is still having issues. I don't know at this point if we're ever going to get a Flash movie. Uh, we might just have to be um satisfied with the flash tv show which if you've watched the flash tv show you know that it's it's an incredible piece of work um greg berlanti has created a whole universe on cw with uh, green arrow and flash and days of uh excuse me not days of future past uh, legends of tomorrow and even supergirl and i believe they're trying to add constantine to this they're, they're doing such a great thing over on CW with these TV shows, integrating them. It's working so well. And I, that's giving me my Flash fix until we get a movie, which I'm actually honestly worried about. Ezra Miller as The Flash is a strange choice to me. I don't really see him as a Flash-type character. We'll have to see how it goes. We'll have to see if it works for him. Um, I'm going to give it a chance because I like the character. But Ezra Miller is a, it's a strange casting choice for me as Flash. And the way that they're kind of portraying it, with him is he's too Peter Parker ish for me. He's too much of to a, a kid who's a loner having issues type. And I, I don't I don't for some reason I don't see my flash. I guess it's because I'm so fixated on what the T V show is and I like it so much that I want that. I want the Grant Gustin type um, Grant Gustin type flash that I see from T V to be in the movies. And it's it's just they're doing a different version of that. Um it's gonna leave that's that's all I really have to say about the Batman. We're gonna lead that into a uh, Star Wars Star Wars uh, news. The Last Jedi teaser trailer has dropped. Oh my Lanta! It is incredible looking. It looks awesome. Uh, Rey looks like in the movie she's getting force training. You see Luke getting his lightsaber, you see these different aspects, and Luke even saying, and then saying that the Jedi shouldn't be, and that they should kill, you see what looks like a destroyed Kylo Ren helmet, um, what I'm wondering about this, is this is just me, what if Luke Skywalker turns out to be a Sith Lord, like he sees the Jedi as always going bad, you can't Rehabilitate him. What if he ends up being a the Sith Lord and raises pupil, and then we have Kylo Ren actually turn out to be a good guy, even though he killed his father. What if this is the whole story arc that we go to, that we lead to Luke Skywalker actually embracing the dark side and being a Sith Lord, being the most powerful Sith Lord. I don't know how this would work, considering that this trilogy is happening. And we're going to get a standalone movie in between them. And it, more than likely, we're going to end up getting 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. We can get Star Wars until infinity. I'm not going to complain. I love Star Wars. So let's keep doing this and let's see what we work here. But I was just that crossed my mind. is What if Luke Skywalker ends up being the, the big bad of this trilogy? As he saw as Hans dies and... Uh, we're guessing Princess Leia is going to eventually pass I know Carrie Fisher did her she finished her filming her scenes for the Last Jedi uh, or before she passed away and now as far as the third film in this franchise or the ninth film they if they haven't mentioned how they're going to do it If they're going to have to reshoot to where she she gets killed uh, the rumor is they're going to be using footage from the force awakens and this that they had shot to basically redo the back scenes and put it in the context of the new one because they said they're not gonna they're out of respect for her, they're not gonna use CG to re recreate her. And I think that's a great thing. I I don't I don't I don't really need to see a CG Carrie Fisher in the ninth one the whole time. I think it would just take me out of it a little bit, knowing that it happened. Um But we'll see how this goes. We'll see if they end up basically killing off the Princess Leia character if she survives if they come up with the story of why she's not in the ninth one uh however they do it uh it's going to work well the the last Star Wars movie The Force Awakens I know some people had some issues with it being too much like uh, A New Hope and to me that was strange considering the fact that everybody complained about the prequels being nothing like the original trilogy so then we get a movie made that's Basically, the very first movie in the very first trilogy, and everybody complained that it's too much like it. I know you have to find a middle ground, but it seems like people are going to complain either way because we love the original so much. I love The Force Awakens. I thought it was a really good movie. Introducing us to new characters, Finn and Rey and Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren was a a great villain, even though he had his little whiny, emo-type moments where he destroyed things because he got angry. You got new droids with BB-8. You got old droids, C-3PO and R2-D2. Luke Han, Leia, Chewie. I mean, you got the originals for you got the original cast with new cast, and it works so well. And I'm just excited for the Last Jedi, and I'm excited to see where they go with the rest of this franchise. I'm looking really looking forward to it, and I I really hope that it turns out really well, which I know it will. I know it's going to make a lot of money, and I know the movie is going to be at least good. Um, I'm looking forward to it, and that's pretty much all it is. It's a lot of news we got off today um we'll see how this all turns out we'll see if some of my rumors come true or how it works so just remember Deadpool 2 films and starts filming in May comes out 2018 we're getting an Avengers movie in 2018 we're getting Star Wars this Star Wars this December we're getting another one I believe in 2019 it's just a great time to be a comic book fan it's a great time to be a a nerd in general because we have so many movies coming out. Uh, Wonder Woman's coming out. We have Guardians of the Galaxy coming up. We're going to be doing movie reviews for those. And it's just it's a great time to be alive if you're into this. And I really hope that you just go out and support it. Because the more you support it, the more we're going to get of it. The more we get of it, the happier I'm going to be. The happier you're going to be. But that's going to be it for today. I want to thank you all again for listening to the Nerdpool Podcast. Uh, you can catch me online on Twitter at Nerdpool Pod at Nerd Pool Pod, um, You can catch me on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Podcast. I want to thank again everybody for listening, and I hope you enjoy it. And I just want to thank you for the support, the subscribes, the likes, the comments, the feedback, anything you can give me. I hope you all just have a blessed day, and thank you again for listening. Uh, that's the Nerd Pool for this week.